6: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
7: This is the Green Zone. (laughs) He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network.
4: It is football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, if you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week, visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is week number 14 of the Green Zone. Right here on Decent and right as we were going to break, we looked up. Cam Newton went back to throw a forward pass, mm-hmm. and it did not end well for the, the home team. For more on that, let's go back out to Ian McMillan watching. You heard, you heard the sound effects. I like the sound effects. Ian, sudden change turnover led right to points for the
8: Falcons.
9: Yeah, this is exactly why I could not bet on the Panthers as favorites. I mentioned at the start, if they're going to make Cam Newton throw the ball, this is going to get ugly for the Panthers. They need to just run the ball. They need to do almost what the Patriots did to the Bills there the other night and just keep the ball on the ground all the game if they have any hope because Cam Newton, uh, not good with his arm, guys. And that was, I mean, we saw the perfect reason why. So Falcons take the 14-7 lead. On that pick six, all of a sudden they are now the live favorites at minor and a half at that MGM.
4: Okay, Ian, I've already given up, as Wes knows, on my season-long play of the Panthers over seven and a half. Is Matt Rule a good coach? Because I'm starting to look at this. When I watch Cam Newton, to your point, you saw what Bill Belichick did to win a football game with a guy who actually can throw the football. What's he doing with Cam Newton?
9: It's a great question. I mean, Joe Brady's gone now. Maybe a little bit of the blame falls on him, but it doesn't look like they're doing any better without him. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Rule goes back to the college football ranks here uh, sooner rather than later.
4: Absolutely, Ian. I'm picking up what you're putting down there. We see that total now about 47 and a half, and the ATL now four and a half point favorites here on the road. But again, to that point, Wes, like, you know, the Joe Brady firing, mm-hmm. however dismissal you want to phrase it, stunned me. This yeah. is you, you get him out of LSU to, to kind of revamp your offense. You know, Matt Rule, year number two, he's not bathing himself in glory here.
7: No, he's not. And look, uh, Carolina, I don't know if that was like a political decision or a power struggle behind mm. the scenes with Gam Newton or his folks or whatnot, but nevertheless, Carolina, and then, of course, Christian McCaffrey being shut yeah, down for the season yet again. That never helps. So, so far it is 14-7. Falcons minus 5.5 at BetMGM, 48.5 on the total.
4: Uh, We mentioned Houston took the field goal off the board. Uh, They put the field goal back on the board. after They couldn't get the touchdown, so 10-10 there. So, we'll get an update there in a second, but let's go back out to Will Hill with the Saints and the Jets. And speaking of coaches, Robert Sala was the hot guy when they got him out of San Francisco, and I know it's early in his tenure there. But how are you seeing uh, so far, Will, in this game against the Saints that they're utilizing their rookie quarterback?
0: I can show you guys my pace, though. I can promise you I don't get paid enough to watch this crap. They're both averaging under three yards per play. This is some of the worst football, some of the worst passes you'll ever see. Jets are actually playing pretty good on defense. One thing to watch here, Taysom Hill is kind of favoring his finger. He's looking at his finger. He hasn't thrown the ball well. It's coming out funny. Uh, he had a snap where he, he went back to throw, and it slipped out of his hand and went backwards 10 yards. He was lucky to land on it and get it back. But uh, this has been a pillow fight so far. I think the under 34 and a half here is a good look. Uh, I think the plus 5.5, as bad as it's been for Wilson, has been a good look. Jets have had guys wide open. It's just, man, uh, Wilson can't seem to hit them. But an ugly start so far, so I would look towards taking the points and taking the under.
4: Now There we go. Yeah. And, Wes, you were on preflop, and now even to, to Will's point, down to, to 34.5 in the live uh, total here, it's still probably the right side to be on.
7: Yeah, I played it last night at 43. Also played the first half under at mm-hmm. 21.5. And wish I would have gave it out as the best bet during the week here on VEASAN. But – Kind of went there late, and so far, as Will said, 3.0 yards per play for New Orleans, <laughs> but 2.6 for the New York football Jets. Uh, not going very well. Uh, one guy who is going very well, Micah Parsons, by the way, his tally is now 9.5 sacks wow. over six games. Most over that short of a span since Leslie O'Neill, if you remember him for oh, the Lightning Chargers. Bulls, yes. 1986. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Taylor Heineke, they're just showing clips of this, that he's just getting all his fill of number 11 that he wants.
4: It's historical stuff that we're seeing from Michael Parsons here as this uh, great rookie campaign continues. And again, to your point, with that defensive line getting healthy now, still 18 nothing here. And again, I will I will say this. I, I took the over in this game. and It's starting to worry me a little bit because Washington really no. just struggling to move the football. Well, 51
7: and a half the current total. So, obviously, a little bit better than it was pre-flop. Dallas now minus 21 and a half as the Redskins. Or, excuse me, the Washington football team. I knew I was going to do like it. The, I knew it's I was like the do San Diego it. Chargers. And, it and it's third and six, so uh, Redskins uh, trying to stay on the field. Taylor Heineke, by the way, two of nine for 19 yards to start the afternoon.
4: Okay, it looks like they're going to be off the field here. They're going to have to punt the ball back to the Cowboys unless they try to roll the dice here. Again, uh, it was a fourth and three just inside Dallas territory when they did the roll of the dice. That led to the Micah Parsons strip-tack fumble and return for the score there. So let's see if they stay on. Aggressive, but it looks like they're going to come off the field here and punt the football away. Uh, Carolina, by the way, is still down 14 7. Um, and and Wes, uh, very quickly, what you're seeing in Cleveland right now, 17 nothing, but a pick has just happened. Yes, if you can believe that, Baker Mayfield giving life to the Ravens. That's what he kind of tends to do. It
7: looks like the Browns really can't stand prosperity. It is Anthony Averett, I believe, with the interception first interception since week four? At Denver, so all of a sudden Baltimore has life, but one team that does not have life right now are the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, no. They they do not oh, have boy. life. Uh, this is getting worse before it is going to get better. Uh, Brent Musburger, the godfather here at Visa, in his quote, I can't remember a worse first half for the Raiders. But it may get worse. There's still five and a half less minutes left to go, Brent. It may get worse before it gets better.
4: Again, I'm on the over in that game as well. So I like all these early points, but you like to see it more two-sided so that uh, one team doesn't just throw in the white towel uh, and wave that white flag. We've seen that before in some of these lopsided games in the second half. Okay, uh, we mentioned Micah Parsons. Now, before the day, he was 20-1 to to win Defensive Player of the Year. Not Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year, Player of the Year. That number is now plus 350. That line, I mean, you want to talk about a line move mm-hmm. from what we've seen in the first half. So the value's it, gone. It doesn't take much no. to well, move that number. But that's why we were trying to give that out all week right here on Visa and saying, hey, you, you got to really look at Micah Parsons here. Before
7: uh, we get to David Gascon to update the Ravens-Browns game, remember when I said in Kansas City, oh boy. it's going to get worse for it, it gets better for the Raiders stripped a uh, uh, Foster Moreau I believe and I believe the uh, honey badger has his second turnover. He didn't strip it but he's the one Johnny on the spot for the recovery so another turnover for the Raiders. 28 to nothing. 5 minutes left to go in the first
4: half. All I will say is in our time together we have never had a first half boat race. We've never done it. No. I don't know if it's if it's legal to do that. Yeah, in, we, we've got to get
7: a ruling. I yeah. think over the next break,
4: we'll see our producer Jacob Roach how he feels about this. But if it keeps going that way, twenty-eight nothing, and now with the Chiefs uh, taking over the football again, let's see how ugly this might get in the first half in Kansas City. Uh, we mentioned that big turnover in Balt, uh, in uh, Cleveland, rather for Baltimore as they try to get off the deck here. Let's go out for the details to David Gascon because David. This felt like a, a game that was over, and you hear the record scratch. But then Baker Mayfield well, decided to give life to the Ravens.
3: Man, I'm not going to lie, guys. I, I had it in my hip. It was, it was cocked and locked, and I was going to ask you guys for an early departure. <laughs> um, this is like rivaling the program, right, where you're like, don't throw the out, don't throw the out. Baker Mayfield threw the out. It was intended for Jarvis Landry. Anthony Everett picked it off. And uh, for as good as Cleveland looked in the opening half, Baltimore has a pulse. Now, Lamar Jackson, as we had mentioned earlier on the show, injured off of a play where he was rolling out to his right, injured ankle, carted off the field and into the locker room. He has not returned. It's been Tyler Huntley so far. And the offense has done absolutely nothing. So Baltimore down right now, 17-0 is the score. Um, But the Browns are doing everything they've wanted to. They've been throwing the football down the field. Mid-range passes as well. And they're also running a little bit. They had 40 yards in their first encounter just two weeks ago. Already 41 yards on the ground. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, they look sharp. But what more can you say? Because Baltimore just can't do anything offensively. So we'll see how this first half closes out. There's a 439 to play in the game's the opening half. But Baltimore has not shown anything offensive that they
7: can do down the field. I have to give credit for this line to something I saw on Twitter. At, or Matt Golnick, at ATTYG3, at g 3 said the Ravens have Walmart greeters playing in the secondary <laughs> and Baker is still throwing picks. And and he threw a bad one there, an absolutely bad ball, as David described from Baker Mayfield. But Cleveland minus 18 and a, half, 41 and a half on the
4: total. Didn't play the game because all week when I saw the line move, obviously the Ravens started off as a favorite, ended up at Cleveland minus three. It was the Baker Mayfield scenario that I just said, I don't know that I can trust a still dinged up Baker uh, to make the right reads, yeah, and that was just a Can't trust terrible...
7: it like Public Enemy would can't say. Can't trust
4: it not yet, but again, they are still up seventeen, nothing. Let's see if the Ravens can get back in there. Looks like Justin Tucker is going to attempt a field goal, so at least potentially getting points. That's there. something
7: that's going to go right for the Ravens if Justin Tucker is on to kick a field goal, even though this is a fifty-yarder, seemingly a chip shot for him, and watch me mush him.
4: <laughs> and the uh, Cowboys, by the way, CeeDee Lamb just got a, a big first down for for Dallas. They move the ball. Uh, out of the shadow of their own goalpost, and that kick was good by Justin Tucker. Yeah, it was.
7: And by the way, in this Dallas-Washington game, the Washington football team have run more plays than they have yards. I believe they have run 20 plays, and they have 19
4: yards from scrimmage. Whoa, okay. It looks like the Falcons are primed to get more points down there in Carolina. It's a fourth down scenario there. It looks like they should be able to at least get three out of this. Let's see what they decide to do. We mentioned the Chiefs. Uh, they did get that turnover, but it is, uh, at least on their side of the 50, that's the only good news for the Raiders as they are down 28-0 and still uh, 10-0 right now, Tennessee against Jacksonville. And the Saints hit Pater in the Meadowlands, so they are up 10-3 to 3 right now as they finally We have an hit.
7: actual touchdown we for Will Hill in the Meadowlands this afternoon. Cannot
4: believe it. Let's see if the Jets' offense can respond here. About 3.42 to go there before halftime as they are down 10-3. to 3. Okay, that field goal, by the way, for the Falcons is good, so they're up 10 on Carolina. We'll keep you updated on all the adjusted numbers when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released tomorrow with everything you need to bet smarter in every single bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis in every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your very best bets. This guide is designed to give you an edge. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props, the guide drops tomorrow, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross onside. West Reynolds here. Week number 14 of the NFL is the Green Zone here, right here on VEASAN. And we mentioned the Raiders. And it looks like more points potentially could be coming for the Chiefs here. Not good news for the boys from Las Vegas. But let's go back out to Ben Brown watching this game for us. And I, I know that the total got up to about 53, 53 and a half on the live uh, total there. But right now it's off the board pending with the Chiefs. My one concern, Ben, is... Can the Raiders score any points today? Because I think we already know that it feels like the side has already been decided in this one.
10: Yeah, definitely. I do think this total is going to come down to the fact that the Raiders need to do something offensively. I don't know if the I don't know if the uh, Chiefs are going to put up 50 plus points here <laughs> all by themselves. So if the Raiders get you know one or two touchdowns, I feel good about the over. But uh, this has been an absolute disaster. Thankfully, uh, the Raiders have showed a little bit of semblance of offense. It's more been the fact that uh, they've had some really poor turnovers. So at least they've been somewhat efficient, especially when they've been targeting Hunter Renfro. Now if they could just hang on to the football, I do think we could see them. Uh, pop possibly get into the end zone late in order to cover uh, some of these totals here for us. And, and to expand
7: upon Ben's point there, Dave, this is something you maybe could wait for in mm. terms of like a second half play. We are at the two minute warning, right? Raiders just, or excuse me, chiefs just inside the red zone here. Second nine from the 19. Currently the line at Bet MGM minus 37 and a half and fifty five and a half. and 55 and this might be something that the Chiefs end up scoring here, and let's say it's 35 nothing. maybe want to wait till halftime, see if you can get a decent number on that second half under. That's the way I'm going to at least look if I get the right number.
4: And again, you also, if it gets to that scenario here, if the Chiefs can get one more, you wonder how much longer does Patrick Mahomes
7: That's one of the very reasons I was saying that, because I think, mm-hmm. look, you're going to have bigger fish to fry. You're going to be in the division lead That's after right. today, like 30, still at 9-4, but it's right. like, You know, do I want my quarterback out there taking shots? No. Do I want some of my first teamers, my Tyreek Hills and my Travis Kelsey's and those guys? So maybe a little bit of a liberal substitution pattern for Andy Reid here in the second half.
4: All right. Speaking of potential quarterback changes, my goodness, part the Red Seas. We finally had a quarterback change down in Carolina with the particulars on that. Let's go back out to Ian McMillan. And Ian, finally, maybe Matt Rule was plugged into our last conversation.
9: Yeah, it looks like the Cam Newton experience uh, in Carolina is over at least for the time being PJ Walker is uh, now on the field there to try to get the Panthers some kind of points here uh, with two minutes left to go in the half. So the Falcons minus five and a half live favorites. I love that because this Panthers team just seems to be all all out of sorts. It's never good when you have a quarterback change. But I mean, PJ Walker can't be much worse than Cam Newton at this point. No,
4: he really cannot. So again, I think you're sitting pretty there, Ian, with the pre-flop selection of the Falcons. And maybe for those in-game betters, there might not be a bad option to go. But at least to me, if I'm a Panther backer, this mm-hmm. gives me gives you hope because the Cam Newton you just did not see a comeback
7: coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was very much scam Newton it after was. that uh, pick six that Atlanta got. So. P.J. Walker about to come back from the two-minute warning. They do have third and six in their own territory. Currently, Atlanta minus five in the hook, 46 and a half at BetMGM.
4: All right, the Jets have positioned themselves to potentially get points before the half. But before we go there, let's go to a game that is, I believe, already at halftime. That would be the Jaguars and the Titans. Let's go back out to Arthur Arkish with the latest there. And again, Arthur, at the top of the show, I said to you, it felt like it might be a sleepwalk scenario but the Titans just kind of running clock and get out of there with an easy W. So far, is that the game script?
11: Uh, I would say kind of, yeah. They've been not especially sharp coming off the bye. There's been a missed field goal, a few missed opportunities by the Titans. So it is nothing at, at halftime, and they're laying 13.5 at the moment after it went off at 8.5, I believe. So it's another big deficit for Urban Meyers Jaguars at halftime. They get the ball coming out of the tunnel. Um, but again, it just hasn't been especially crisp. Maybe some of that rust was to be expected. Also, some guys looking a little hobble Both Deontay Foreman and even Jeffrey Simmons was holding at his side a little bit. So obviously, uh, the the way the Titans are currently configured, uh, Foreman is a, a big presence for them, and Simmons, we all know, is uh, playing at a Pro Bowl caliber, uh, level. So we'll keep an eye on those guys coming out of intermission. Um, But I don't know that we have the body of work on the Jaguars to where you're going to want to sneak in and start backing them at this point right
4: now. Yeah, you're right. Again, we mentioned it off the top. Urban Meyer with all Mm -hmm. the the calamity around there all week long, calling out his assistant coaches. Boy, they have not responded for the fighting herbs.
7: Yeah, starting to see some lines come out here for the second half. Three and a half for Tennessee. That would make it 13 and a half, essentially adjusted. 31 and a half, the current total. So
4: 21 and a half. Thereabouts for the second. Half. Uh the Cowboys, by the way, had to settle for three. So they have a 21-0 lead, a very circuitous route to get to 21 for the Cowboys with a couple field goals, a two-point conversion, and a touchdown. So they are a couple touchdowns, so they are now at 21-0. PJ Walker, when he came in for Carolina, I mean, just threw it right up. Mm-hmm. Another pick. So the Falcons right now trying to get more points before the half. About a minute 45 to go as they take over. Still up 17-7. It doesn't matter who's and, playing quarterback right now. They look awful.
7: And this really feels like a loser leave town type of match there in Charlotte. In terms of keeping the playoffs alive, 5-7 and seven for both these teams. So not really dead, but one of these teams is going to get a win to stay in the race. And it's looking like it's the Dirty Birds right now at this standpoint. 17-7, still a minute 23 left to go. For Matty Ice and company to get a score. Atlanta minus 7.5, half,
4: half the total. And I believe we have a sudden change turnover score scenario in Cleveland. And I do believe that we've got a strip sack fumble scenario there. So again... I believe 17-3 it was, Cleveland, at that juncture. But with this yeah. loose football, are going to make sure it stands. Miles Garrett must have heard that
7: Micah Parsons is the flavor of the month uh-huh. in terms of being a pass rusher and said, I'm still the king daddy up in here. And it looks like he has got the strip wow. and the recovery and the
4: touchdown. How about that? So he said, like, wait a minute, Micah Parsons plus 350. Not so fast. Yeah. I'm still the favorite to win this award here. Uh, so we'll see if that is the statement that's being made there by Miles Garrett and David Gascon. I know you were bucking for an early out. Uh, this just uh, went in a step th- in the right direction for you for the third quarter. If this keeps up for the Browns,
3: guys, um, I-, I love to ditch this dog pound, man. I mean, just because of two things: score right now is 24-3. Miles Garrett a strip and recovered it himself. Got into the end zone. But also, Lamar Jackson has not come back in this ballgame. It doesn't look like he will, in fact, in this affair. It's a one-sided tilt. It's been all Cleveland so far. Even with Lamar Jackson in the ball game, they couldn't move the football down the field. Tyler Hilling was just stripped of that. So it's 24-3, under a minute to play in the game's opening half. Now, Cleveland tried moving the ball, had to punt it away. They pinned Baltimore inside their five-yard line. Would set that thing up nicely for Miles Garrett. So it's not like he rumbled 60 yards of the house the other way. But nevertheless, it is a one-sided affair. And for all those Cleveland backers out there, you have to feel awfully comfortable. Not only because you had the sizable advantage, but because you don't have one of the league's most dynamic players in the ball game, you can't get any real threat from from Baltimore coming back into this tilt. So uh, I feel awfully comfortable, especially for those like you guys mentioned taking the under as well. It looks like to be a runaway. Um, not as bad as Kansas City, Las Vegas, but it is right
7: there. <laughs> and if you had that first half under, which, by the way, closed 21 and a half at Ben FGM, oh. Miles Garrett gets you over the total in the final minute. So, look, that might inflate the second half number, and we'll get that out momentarily when that goes to the half there in Cleveland. Sometimes you get that late score in the final minute, maybe gives you a little bit extra in that second half number. I'd be obviously looking at the under.
4: Okay. So 24, three there, the jets look like just before the half, they did get a field goal. So that game getting some points there after it was kind of in that rock fight three, three now, 10, six, the saints now have that halftime lead. And it looks like the Falcons could not get more points before half. They're at 17, seven. So let's go out first to will Hill, uh, watching the Saints and the Jets. And again, kind of a late flurry of points here before halftime. The Jets just got a little bit closer.
0: Oh, exciting stuff. The Jets are on the board with a field goal. Eddie Pinero, recently required, has kicked a couple of them for the Jets. So it's 10-6. Uh, the Saints will get the ball to start the second half, but not a lot of offense either side, obviously. I'll be curious to see what the second half line is. Probably the Saints by a point or two. Yeah, point and a half we're seeing here. So, uh would still lean towards the Jets. Kamar got in the end zone again. Not a lot of offense. The Jets have had people wide open. It's just uh, a matter of Zach Wilson hitting them. I was just curious what you guys think. You guys were talking about the Chiefs game and Mahomes. His Mahomes. Does he have a chance to play his way back into the MVP race oh, with all these touchdowns?
4: Well, great point, Will. Because again, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he was sixty-six to one to be the MVP. Patrick Mahomes, not that long ago, was sixty-six to one to now win the down MVP. Now
7: eleven to one.
4: I mean, it just doesn't take that much because all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, that guy is still great. Now, again, the Raiders have helped them, and the Chiefs look great today with that 35 nothing lead as it stands right now. But it's a great question by Will. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 11-1, I know Tom Brady right now is, is the favorite, and we'll find out what happens with the Bills and Bucks later on today. But Patrick Mahomes is kind of like, hey, don't forget about me.
7: Right, absolutely. So uh, very much in the race here. I don't think one guy is going to run away with this from this standpoint. Will mentioned they are at the half. Now ten to six Saints Saints minus about a half even money for the second half is what I'm seeing. Jacksonville Tennessee of course to update that line Tennessee minus or three and a half are some fours out there. I would lean to actually taking the points hmm. Jacksonville for the second half. Tennessee to me doesn't look that sharp.
4: All right, and right now uh, trying to get more points. Houston is before halftime sixteen to ten Seattle in the lead there. Come on back, getting close to halftime around the National Football League. It's the Green Zone on decent the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA, member FDIC. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds, this is week number 15, uh, 14 rather, of the NFL season. And Wes, we mentioned that it's 10-6 to 6, New Orleans and the Jets, and I think you have a halftime line. Yeah, Saints minus
7: 2.5 minus a buck 15 at BetMGM. 20 is the second half total. There are some threes that are showing, but those quickly get juiced to the Jets' side because that would be the target number for me. If you can take three for the second half of the Jets, that makes them adjusted plus seven. I don't know if New Orleans is going to get that much separation here. I know the Jets have not been great, but keep in mind, this took some steam this morning, and it might have been a combination of sharp betters and also public betters. but at getting basically seven kind of in-game here, if you take three for the second half, that'd be the way I'd look.
4: kind of like that advice. Sounds like pretty solid advice as well. Right now, let's go back out to Ian McMillan. They are at halftime down there in Charlotte, not going well for the home team once again. Hey, I was clamoring for PJ Walker, but I guess, uh, Ian, he didn't look so good when he came in instead of Cam Newton.
9: Yeah, I said uh, last time we spoke, I said, well, there's no way PJ Walker could be worse than Cam (laughs) Newton, but maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know what the Panthers are going to do. I'm not too sure if they're going to go back to Cam Newton after that bad interception by PJ Walker, but I'm looking at the live line right now. Falcons up 10 points, Uh, the live line, they're only six and a half point favorites. I would, I'm going to double down on the Falcons and bet on them again because I just don't see how the Panthers are going to be able to create enough offense to be able to make this uh, a close game again. But then again, this is the Falcons, and we all know what happens to the Falcons in the second half when they have a lead. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, here in the second half.
7: To Ian's point, by the way, it is Carolina minus three and a half. So adjusted numbers at Atlanta minus six and a half for the game. That three and a half, you are getting juiced to the Atlanta side. It's about three and a half even money at BetMGM. So basically – Three and a half minus 120 if you like that Atlanta side for the second half. 21 is the second half total. So this got bet down to 41 and a half uh, preflop from 45 and a half. That would make it essentially 45, 21 the second half total. Also starting to see some 20-and-a-half. So, bettors are betting the second half under in Carolina.
4: Got to tell you, though, I'm right on. The, I'm right there with you and Ian on this one because I just cannot see a scenario that I could take Carolina on, on the live number plus six-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going to sit on what yeah.
7: I've got with these Atlanta teasers.
4: Yeah, I think you guys are definitely on the right sides there. Let's go back out to Jim Coventi watching the Seahawks and the Texans. And, Jim, it got wild there in the last minute of regulation here before halftime with a couple of scores for each team.
6: Yes, it all started when the Texans had a punt that got fielded within their five yard line and then they were pinned against their own goal. And then the Seattle Seahawks were able to hold them and make them punt. So therefore, Seahawks get the ball back. Russell has time to work and they can't run because they know it's less than two minutes and a half. So he gets his little trademark rollout and Tyler Lockett gets behind the two defenders and there you have it. However, The Texans get the ball back and quickly work the ball down the field, work around a holding penalty and a 61-yard field goal. And we have a 16-13 game at the half. But I do think Seattle is going to now be able to at least try to get back to that running game in the second half, which is where they wanted it all
7: along, but it got off script.
4: Yeah, right there with you, Jim. And again, Seattle now with that three-point lead. And you see those second-half numbers, Wes. Which way would you lean?
7: Yeah, it's going to minus four right now at BetMGM. Starting to see four-and-a-half. Keep in mind, this did close double digits Mm -hmm. at a couple different places. So, uh, just kind of looking, you had a couple higher-scoring quarters than I think you would have anticipated. So, where I would actually be looking is maybe the under in this one. 21 is the second-half total. So, that basically makes this – With uh, 29 on the board, 50 for the game. I think that's a little high. Keep in mind, this did get bet big to the under. This went down to 40 and a half. This went from 45 to 40 and a half. 41 used to kind of be more of a key number in right. NFL totals. It's a little different now with these guys going for two at different spots and obviously with the missed extra points, now that you essentially have a medium-sized field goal to make an extra point here in this league. So, well, I wouldn't be looking at side here necessarily. I'd be looking total under 21 for me.
4: Okay, and right now uh, Dallas is trying to get more points. About a minute ago before halftime, they're already up 21 nothing. They've moved around the 45 and now into Washington football territory. The Raiders trying to get on the board and look like all kinds of fisticuffs They going just on there. got
7: in the Chiefs' territory, I believe, with 28 seconds left for the first time in this game.
4: Okay, so we'll see if they can get anything on the board. 35 nothing right now, but we are at halftime in Cleveland. David Gascon has been watching that game for us. And, David, I wonder what you anticipate to see in this second half.
3: I need Mr. T because I'm going to see pain. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to see here in this third and fourth quarter. Especially for Baltimore Ravens backers. Guys, if this game ends as is, or at least Cleveland wins the ball game, for as ugly as the AFC North division has been, Baltimore's going to fall to 1-3 and three in the division. Cincinnati is still at 3-1 and one right now. They play, obviously, later. And then Cleveland will be at 2-2 two and two in the division. So we have an absolute dogfight in the AFC North. And it'll be rather curious to see the status of Lamar Jackson because he's not a typical pocket passer, as you guys are well aware of. Uh, In the second half, I think it's going to be more Kareem Hunt, more Nick Chubb. I think they'll play a little bit more of a conservative style of brand. They're accustomed to the line right now, at least from what I've seen in the second half, is Cleveland minus two. That's actually the play for me in the second half. So I will take the Browns minus two to wrap up the third and fourth quarters and walk away with an easy victory over the Baltimore Ravens, who have been battered and beaten all season long. Yeah, 24-6
7: to right now, and to David's point, Minus 21.5, the current in-play number at BetMGM, even money 50.5, the total. So, uh, has been all Cleveland, and I thought maybe this was the spot for them. You've got Baltimore being the walking wounded, especially in that secondary. Want to go back really quickly to that Seattle-Houston game, okay. and I did recommend the under at 21 here in the second half. Kai Fairbairn did hit a 61-yard field goal for the Houston Texans at the buzzer to make it 16-13. to 13. By the way, that uh, that first half line was below the closing number of six for most of the week. So if you had Seattle first half, you got beat by a sixty-one yarder.
4: Wow, that's yeah, that's a rough way to go, especially after you you get the touchdown from Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett and you don't get the conversion. Mm-hmm. So sixteen to ten and then give up somehow a 61-yard field goal to lose in the first half.
7: Yeah, that's I mean, every every snap matters in this league. And back to Baltimore-Cleveland real quick. We are starting to see the numbers. Cleveland minus 2 for the second half, so essentially minus 20 for the game. 19-and-a-half, the second-half total. I'll be monitoring that. My instinct tells me to go under, but I have not decided.
4: Okay, and again, the Cowboys, I mentioned, 33 ticks before halftime there. Again, first-half totals are certainly in play here if they can get any more points on the board. But looks like Dak Prescott just took a sack. Mm -hmm. So 27 seconds to go there because, again, only 21 points so far in the first half. It closed 23-and-a-half
7: most spots, but it was 24 at some certain spots. So this is going to matter depending on your store. 27 seconds left to go, taking the final timeout. So uh, obviously, depending on your number, that game's still in the first half and also the Raiders Chiefs still in the first half, I believe. Three
4: seconds to go. Yeah,
7: there. we'll see if Rich Masacea says, let's go ahead and get three on the board here so we don't get shut out. It looked like Derek Carr was heading to the sidelines.
4: I would think that would be the play to go. Again, 35 nothing. so everything decided in that first half. The over obviously easily hits, and the Chiefs easily cover their first half number. But I'm with you here for the Raiders. Uh, let's just see if they try to get something on the board. The Cowboys are out of timeouts with 20 seconds to go. They have a second and 18 uh, but it looks like they're going to have a, a, a third and 18 now, again, with no timeout. So, the reason why you make that note for people that have the first mm-hmm. half total is if this ball is complete in the field of play, you got to rush that field goal unit out there if you're Dallas. The Raiders, by the way, did get on the board. Mm-hmm. So, the best play for the Raiders is their last play of the first you gotta half. You got to crawl
7: before you can walk.
4: <laughs> so, that's going to be 35 to 3 at halftime. We'll get some second half numbers there. When they come on the board. So only one game left that's still not to halftime, and that is out in DC. But let's get out to Ben Brown because they are at halftime in Kansas City. And hey, at least they got three, Ben.
10: At least they got three. That is a moral victory, I would say, heading into halftime here at 35-3. We're aided a little bit uh by some penalties. Uh Tyrone Matthew had, you know, a uh, taunting penalty. There was also a roughing the passer penalty on third and 25 from Chris Jones that kind of got them into the uh, back into, I guess, uh, field goal range, put points on the board. That's all over can ask for right now. So we'll see how they respond in the second half, but I do still think we need the Raiders to get in, get in here one time, actually into the end zone. If we're going to see uh, some of these in-game totals land for right.
4: us, so I'm right there with you, Ben, because I am an over player in that game there. So you feel good about getting at least the three for the Raiders here because you got to feel like at some point. City might just take the dogs off.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, field goal good from Greg DeLegge. 24 to nothing. 15 seconds left to go in the first half in D.C.
4: So all those numbers cover, right? Even if you got the 24 from the first half. Yeah, at least it's a
7: push. But but basically 23 and a half was the market closer. So... uh, just barely sneaks over that total. I'll be watching the second half number. Initial first glance, I would be looking under.
4: You know, very quickly, Wes, just in the first half alone, I think we had three different games that had defensive touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly in Kansas City in the very first play of the game, we mm-hmm. saw that. Uh, we saw a defensive touchdown for Atlanta when they picked off Cam Newton to take the lead there and have not look back. And Miles Garrett got one uh, in Cleveland and, of course, in Dallas as well. So four games with defensive touchdowns in the first half.
7: Yeah, that's uh, not good for under players, but no. it's good if you maybe you're a second half under player because that can often, you know, bring some value that's and right. inflate that second half line. So something to keep in mind.
4: Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye and all of our correspondents are doing just that across the National Football League. Don't go anywhere. It's the Green Zone right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The king of sports, folks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bets' outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before. BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go at BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Free rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross side. Wes Reynolds, week number 14 of the NFL, Wes.
7: Yeah, we are, and we got a couple games at halftime. I'll give the Raiders-Chiefs line that we just had posted in what we're seeing predictably and i agree with the move here some middlers those those like you that are on the over in this game in good shape with 38 points second half i did see a 23 flash but now pretty much 21 21 and a half market consensus mm. so if you're over like 47 and a half 48 you can go under 59 and a half or so or 60 and see if you can try to work a middle and that's what i think they're doing the middlers are going to do it it is 35 to 3 so maybe this is going to be a quicker half than we saw in the first
4: okay, half. Okay, let's see if that game does get uh, a little bit uh, less offense, at least from one team in that second half. One quick line to it just flashed. 24 uh, nothing
7: Dallas at halftime. Dallas minus one and a half second half, 23 and a half your total. So basically what it was pre-flop, I'd lean under here. Okay,
4: and let's for more on that, let's go back out to Christian because Chris, that's that's the worry here for me as an overplayer in this game, feeling good with the side with Dallas, but what about points in the second half here because the home team was still that goose egg on the board?
8: Well, Dave, the Washington offense, I think, uh, can only go up from here. Nikki Javala pointing out from the Washington Post that it was the worst first half in the Ron Rivera era. Over the last two seasons, they've never trailed by as many as 24 points or had as few as 29 net yards through the first two quarters of play. Taylor Heineke has been pressured all game, and he has been playing pretty terribly, throwing into triple coverage, quadruple coverage. Micah Parsons has made his life a nightmare. And then you've got even guys like Randy Gregory who have the interception-making plays. Micah Parsons almost had himself an interception, too. It's just... Washington can't get Antonio Gibson going. Terry McLaurin has no receptions. John Bates even gets a catch, and he has a pass interference penalty. He pushes off. So, really, or even when they get a good play, there's a flag. Or even when Dallas crushes their punter, it's called running into the punter. And <laughs> I thought that was a little ridiculous. What constitutes roughing the punter or kicker these days? He, he kind of took him right out. Anyway, yeah, everything going poorly for Washington in this first half. As Dallas leads, 24-0. Amari Cooper, five catches over 50 yards and a touchdown for the Cowboys. They're getting it done in all phases of the game here, guys.
4: Chris, it's a great point, though. I I saw that with the roughing, uh, uh, the punter running into the – I mean, if that's not Mm -hmm. roughing, I don't know what roughing is. It did lead to three points for the Cowboys here. So, again, I'm rooting for points here in the second half, Wes, but – Again, it's hard to back Washington football after what you saw in that first half.
7: Yeah, and you're seeing some movement now to the under. It's 22 still at BetMGM, but starting now, 21's about to appear, and that's pretty much the market consensus. So adjusted total would be 45. Dallas minus one and a half for the second half, so minus 25 and a half for the game. All
4: right, Jets are going to have to punt the football away about 10 minutes ago, there in the third quarter. They really are struggling to get their rookie quarterback going Uh, And speaking of getting anything going on, how about the overall number one pick in the draft, speaking of rookies and what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars? For more on that, let's go back out to Arthur Arkish. And and Arthur, I'm just curious because we talked about some of the turmoil this week. And really, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's going to outlast Urban Meyer, if that's even a a, a debate as to what might happen there. (laughs) What are we seeing, though, out out of Trevor Lawrence? And it looks like right now with that goose egg on the board, the offense, just nothing happening?
11: No, yeah, not a lot of production from the offense. But uh, to his credit, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been the problem. He's been pretty sharp on third down. He's been pretty efficient. There's just no downfield dimension in this offense, and that is, of course, in part because James Robinson has three rushing yards on five carries. So uh, they haven't made him them respect that part of the field at all. So Titans are laying thirteen and a half. Still, it's ten nothing. They're about to begin their second possession. Uh, but Lawrence, he was intercepted to, to open the second half on like the third play. But it was a ball off the. Hands of Lavisca Chenault. so he can do more certainly, but I don't think he's the problem here either. Uh, there's just no, there, there's really no punch at all to the Jaguars' offense.
4: Okay, so again, right there, uh, still ten nothing, even though they did that in the mm-hmm. pick. Uh, the defense at least held Tennessee. <clears throat> this kind of feels like a, a sleepwalk game here for Tennessee as they just try to get. Yeah, to they're on. not
7: getting a lot of chunk no. plays. Julio Jones, by the way, back for the Tennessee Titans today. So. In play, 13-and-a-half, 25-and-a-half the in-game total right now at BetMGM for Jacksonville in Tennessee. Wow. We may have a turnover here in Cleveland. Yes. That might be pending review because it looks like uh, Huntley, uh, the ball was stripped up. Baltimore did drive down. And by the way, an injury update here, Lamar Jackson confirmed he will not be returning for the rest of this game. So it is Tyler Huntley leading the Ravens offense from here out.
4: Okay, and it looks like that turnover is going to stand, I do believe, uh, because the penalty is going to be against Devontae Freeman. Yeah, unnecessary roughness.
7: So uh, Cleveland does get a turnover. Baltimore did drive down into the red zone. Looked like they were going to score. Obviously very good if you have a second half under and even better if you have Cleveland.
4: Potentially a turnover in Carolina. We'll discuss that, and let's go out with more on the Falcons and the Panthers here with Ian McMillan, because Ian, I was right there with you. I thought there's just no way the Panthers going to have any signs of life, but they actually are showing some signs.
9: Shame on me for thinking that the Falcons were going to run away with this game. I, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I haven't heard, learned my lesson yet so far in my life as a Falcons fan. Uh, but sure enough, Cam Newton back in the lineup. They decided to go back to him uh, after P.J. Walker threw that interception late. Uh, in the first half, and the Panthers looked great. W- went right down the field, ran the ball the majority of the time. Chuba Hubbard got in the end zone. Uh, so it's a three-point game now, just trying to find out if this is an interception. Panthers might have just picked off the ball, just looking at the replay. But It
4: looks like, though, Ian, no, they're going to call it.
9: So the, the Falcons are driving it. And... Yeah,
4: I, I think they called a penalty, too, on Carolina. So yeah, Matt was Rule rough, was very upset. It was
9: uh, roughing
7: the passer yep. or nothing the passer, depending on your perspective. But obviously, yeah. Uh, they're protecting the quarterbacks in this league. Atlanta does get a reprieve, and now they are just inside the red zone here in Carolina. So to
4: Ian's point, it looked like a, a turnover, but because of the roughing the passer, it gets wiped away and gives Atlanta a great field position deep in Carolina territory. It, these, the competition committee, you have to look. These are game-changing plays, potentially, mm-hmm. for people like us who make a living wagering and giving advice on wagering in this league. They don't
7: care about the gamblers. They care about the fantasy players, and that's why And that's why I'm kind of a little anti-fantasy football, because I feel like they want this scoring because of the fantasy players instead of, like, protecting the integrity that's of game a, and allowing the game de- and allowing the defense at least somewhat of a fair shake. By the way, Atlanta going to have third and short here. Atlanta minus four and a half, 48 and a half. But you do, and it's your point that you bring up every week, like when you have Tank Williams on. How do you play defense in this league? And I think, you know, a lot of this is this fantasy football. Stuff.
4: I, I, Wes, I, I think that is that is a an understatement to say the least. I think you're right spot on with that analysis because, again, you have to take that into account. Sometimes when you try to handicap these things, it's very tough to do. And that's what we try to do here in the Green Zone each and every week. But you're right; it has become a game for the fantasy players. Yeah. Maybe not ne- put the, necessarily gamblers the gamblers before the
7: fantasy players. For God's help us sakes. out, what are NFL! We doing?
4: Come on. So we'll figure out uh, how that's going to play out here. But it looks like a penalty on the ATL, so that third down is going to get a little bit longer there. Uh, still ten six right now between the uh, the Jets and the Saints. And for more on that, let's go back out to Will Hill. And Will, I saw the Jets got a nice stop here. Got the Saints off the field. But every time I look up, I feel like Zach Wilson just can't seem to find a a, a way to make a play.
0: He is bad. Uh, He might get the Josh (laughs) Rosen treatment from the Jets. I don't know. You got high picks. I would look to a quarterback. I know it's not a great quarterback class, but that's how bad Wilson's been. Just inaccurate, small, doesn't bring a whole lot to the table. I know he's a rookie, and these guys can improve. But it's been ugly. It's 10-6. The jets did get a very exciting coffin corner punt, which has been one of the highlights of, of my day honestly. I love uh, yeah, under still a good, neither team can move the ball off uh, the jets can get a stop and get in the end zone you're in good shape here with the points, but offense isn't doing their part here for us chets betters
4: so. I love the, I mean will's got a great deadpan right like a very mm-hmm. exciting coffin corner but but to your point mm-hmm. Wes, that's a skill I love coffin corner punts
7: it's <laughs> a new the game within the game the nuances here and it looks like a Carolina, I believe, does have a stop. So, uh, young Hoku going to come out for a field goal, try to make it 20-14. to 14. He's made 11 straight on the road. Here comes the Chiron Jinx on the broadcast, Dave Ross. 11 straight field goals oh, made boy. on the road. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses this
4: one. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, their first drive of the third quarter, they had third and 17 no problem. They picked it up. And the Chiron Jigs. it didn't happen.
7: Yes, 12 for 12 now Woo! on the road. The last 12 for young Hoku, 20 to 14 Dirty Birds.
4: Okay, so again, the Chiefs already moving it into Raider territory, already up 35 to 3 there. Uh, the the uh, Saints, rather, now just got a first down with it. Alvin Kamara as they moved the football about seven minutes to go there. And so far, that underplay in the second half for Cleveland and Baltimore looking good, no points so far as the uh, Browns turned away a scoring drive by the Ravens. Okay, we got all the updated numbers, second half, and we'll get you ready for some of those after as well. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on Decent, the Sports Betting Network.